Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Experience Our Industry podcast. I'm super excited today to be here with Alexis Raul Jones, who is a 2004 graduate of our program and current senior events manager at Gatorade. How's it going, Alexis? It's going great. Thanks for including me in this podcast. I'm so excited. Yes, of course. You know, you were recommended by Dr. Bill Hendricks, our former uh, department head. I know that you know that he's uh, recently been promoted to a associate dean. And um, Alexis, actually, I, I know this is hard for people to imagine, but Alexis actually preceded me at Cal Poly. People think I'm a dinosaur now after 15 <laughs> years, you know, but uh, 2004 was a couple of years before uh, my wife and I got here, but um, it was exciting. I was just uh, catching up with Alexis, and we have uh, we have a mutual friend, um, and so uh, so that was great to hear. Tell me, um, Alexis, where did you where did you grow up? So I am from Fresno, California, just right you know, on. right there in the Central Valley. Of course, born and raised. Yeah, and I lived there um, my whole life until I went over to Cal Poly for school. Right on. Did you gr- growing up was um was the Central Coast San Luis Obispo was it a, like a vacation? area? Did you come here a lot or not? You know, I actually didn't. Um, it's funny. My dad now lives in Cambria, which is pretty cool, but does he cool? Yeah. And obviously the whole area has changed so much. I mean, even going back to slow now, it's not, it's similar to how it was when I was at school in 2000, but it's just, the city has changed so much. So, um, yeah, we would go over there a little bit, but um, it's not nearly, you know, the destination it is now. With, right, you know, right. Wineries and everything. <laughs> yeah, of course. I hear you. I hear you. So uh, what was it like growing up in Fresno? You know, I've, I've had a couple of friends who are uh, Fresno natives, but but what were you into? Were you were you a skier? I know that uh, there's um, there's skiing close by. Or there is. What Actually, you... yeah, my husband was a big skier. Um, oh, he's yeah. from Fresno as well, but... Uh, Uh, no, I mean, growing up, I was actually in gymnastics. That was kind of my sport growing up and that led into cheerleading. So that's what I did in junior high and high school, um, to keep myself busy and out of trouble was I also cheered competitively for, um, Clovis West and then also for a city team as well. So, um, yeah, so I did that and, um, well, you know, I'm a sport management guy. So I, um, and, and my, my area is sports and youth development. So I know all about that, um, staying busy to keep out of trouble thing. So that, yes, that's yeah. good. <laughs> that, that's good. That's good. What did your, what did your parents do when you were growing up? So my parents, well, my parents were divorced. They divorced when I was very, very young. Yeah, um, but I, so I split my time with both. My mom was a public affairs director mm. for the Fresno Madeira Medical Society. Oh, and wow. my dad was an attorney or he actually just recently retired. They both recently retired, um, okay. but he was attorney in Fresno. So, okay. Well, we share, we share that in common as well. My, uh, my parents split when I was five. So, uh, I know, I know about that. Um, so tell me about your connection to Cal Poly. Like, how did you, if you guys did not, um, you know, vacation in the San Luis Obispo area, how did you, How'd you find out about Cal Poly? What was, what led you to, uh, to our major? Yeah. You know, it's funny. Like when I having this podcast, obviously it's like a trip down memory lane. You start kind <laughs> <Right>. of <laughs> taking yourself back to all these, you know, 
who was I when I was 17 and 18 and thinking yeah. about college and where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do. And, yeah. um, you know, Cal Poly, I only applied to two schools. I applied to Cal Poly and I applied to Fresno State. And I only applied to Fresno State because my dad made me. He said, uh-huh. you don't right. get into Cal Poly, you need a backup plan. Uh-huh. I'm getting Safety into Cal school. Poly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting into Cal Poly and I'm going to Cal Poly um, for whatever go. reason. And I think I had some good friends growing up who had older siblings who went to Cal Poly. Mm, right. And those were people that I like knew and respected and looked up to. And right. um, I always just kind of was attracted to the the town, knowing it was like a smaller college town. Yeah. Um, and really I was, I went there for the school and the town before the major. So I actually, I, got you. <laughs> um, I didn't come in as a rec major. We could talk about that now or later, but um, I transitioned into the rec major. Um, right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I just, and I, it was close to Fresno. I knew it would be, you know, short drive uh-huh. home if I needed to come home. Right. Um, of course. Yeah, I just was so attracted to like the city and the the campus and location. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can really identify with that in, in having been a, 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 you know, I told you I was a UNC Chapel Hill grad and, and Chapel Hill is kind of seen as that quintessential co- college town, uh-huh. you know? Um, but I have to be honest, um, I'd never even heard of San Luis Obispo, you know, when we drove across country and, 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 um, and landed here. Um, but my, my Tar Heels, um, out there will, will not like hearing this, but, um, I really feel like San Luis Obispo is like a better college town than Chapel Hill. You know I mean? Obviously Chapel Hill has big time college basketball and, and football, um, occasionally, but I, I don't know. It's just, um, the downtown and the college town type feel is just so yeah. ma- it's so magical. It is, uh, yeah, it, it yeah. Really and is. the farmers market was still going on when I was at school. Yeah. And, um, you know, but we also when I went to school, there wasn't any um, big like we had a Bed Bath and Beyond, <laughs> and there was a Trader Joe's, and I think uh. those were the only larger businesses there. I don't even, there was no right. target. There was, right. I mean, we had like a CVS and a Walgreens, but I think that was it. Everything else was, you know, a boutique small business. So right. that was, I mean, there was like right. a gap there, you know, that was right. like, right. Only like clothing store. <laughs> right. I'm sorry to laugh, but whenever someone says bed, bath and beyond, all I think about is Frank the tank, you know, right, from right, right. old school, <laughs> you know, maybe or going to home Depot to check out some flooring, maybe yeah. even bed, bath and beyond if we have the yeah. time. <laughs> I know that that's our life now, unfortunately. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I, know, I know it is. It's sad, isn't it? Uh, but uh, so, so um, yeah, let's let's talk about. Um, I, I think it's we, we have so many students. You know, um, I, that one thing that I've been so impressed with over the years is um, is is our transfer in rate versus our transfer out rate. We have one of the highest in the university. And some people I think on the surface might look at it and go, oh, kids are just trying to get in through recreation or trying to get in through experience industry management now, right? And then they're just transferring out to other majors, but it's actually the exact opposite for us. And so um, uh, what about you? What was, what is, what was your major? What did you come into Cal Poly as? Well, it's kind of like I said before, I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I just knew I wanted to go to Cal Poly. So I, um, when I got accepted in as an econ major, mm. God forbid I was ever going to be, an e- 
econ major, but that's how I had my path to get into Cal Poly. So I got you, but you weren't taking an easy path though, because econ is super hard to get into. (laughs) (laughs) It was the opposite. You know, but that's how it was back then. Not like back then, but 20 years ago, it was like what major ag business was a big one. Kids would go in under and then switch. Uh And so I went in under econ, very short lived. um, And I thought I was just going to switch to marketing. And my, um, it was through my sorority and some sorority sisters who were in the recreation major. Did I actually learn about recreation? Right. And at the time it was full, they weren't like accepting anyone new. And that's how I built a very strong relationship with Dr. Hendricks because literally every day I would go knock (laughs) on his door and say, I want to be in your program. I want to be a recreation major. I want to be an event planner. Let me in. (laughs) That is awesome. I love hearing that. Uh, So that's what, that's why he remembers you. He's like, who was that knocking on my door every day? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So, well, um, so let's talk about your parents. You know, you have a, you had a, um, a, a mom who was, um, who was, um, I, I didn't catch exactly what she did, but, um, it's not public you know, affairs, public affairs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Public affairs director and, and a dad as an attorney. Uh-huh. What was their response to you or changing majors to recreation? <laughs> Were they oh supportive? Were they supportive or not? I mean, this is like a memory that I'll, you know, never forget. I will never forget the day I called my dad and said, guess what? Yeah. I am changing majors. I'm going to be a recreation major <laughs> and him saying the attorney, what the hell are you going to do with that major? <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to be an event planner. They have an event management. Um, a con- was it a concentration? I'm not yeah. even sure. I yeah. exactly yeah. remember, but um, yeah. I go, it's a bachelor's degree, you know, and he just thought, what in the world are you ever going to do with that? Um, right. right. <laughs> I don't actually remember my mom's, uh, reaction, but that was my dad's. And I just said, just trust me, just trust me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I just love this major. I'm so excited. So, um, you know, he, he now, you know, is thankful that I did that, but yeah, I just remember him thinking, what are you ever going to do with that major? (laughs) Of course. Of course. Well, we have that in common because I did the same thing when uh, I called my dad and said I was I was changing uh, to psychology and he like cussed me out. I was like, you, <laughs> You've got to figure out what you want to do in life, son. You, you, you're just a I was like, well, yeah. he, you know, uh, yeah. he, he wasn't a college graduate. So psychology to him was like, you're you're insane. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. He wanted like a real narrow path for you. Something right, that, yeah. right. Yeah. He didn't know anything about it. Like looking back, I'm like, how could he have been mad? Because he didn't even know anything about it, right? right. <laughs> but any, but anyway. Uh, so once you got into the major, let's talk about um, let's talk about what you did. What were you, were you um, were you really active and engaged from the start and throughout your career? What did, what did yeah, you do to so, gain experience? Yeah, and. I don't actually remember what year I transferred in. It had to have been my, probably my sophomore year. I don't think I, I don't think my freshman year I got in yet. Um, cause I was still fulfilling prereqs in order to transfer in. Right. Um, but I think my biggest memory is being active in the sense that, and I don't know how the program is set up now, but then there was always the opportunity to do an experience for, um, units versus sitting in a classroom. And so I feel like my memory of, 
you know, the recreation program was, I was constantly doing something, um, and hands-on learning and experience, which of course is, you know, a motto, the motto. So, um, I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was, um, I mean, I was neutrally involved. I loved the major and was like, you know, um, enthusiastic about the program and, um, you know, took advantage of all the opportunities that it, you know, gave to us for experiences. Right. Of course. So, um, so I, I, I try to ask this of everyone. I don't think I, re- I don't think I remember to ask it of everyone, but, um, um, well, is, is there one enduring memory of your time in San Luis Obispo, you know, like one special night at bulls or one, spe- <laughs> one special hike up at Bishop's peak or, or something like that. Is there, is there anything that's enduring that, um, comes to mind from your four years? Boy, you know, specific nights or days are hard. I think, (laughs) you know, just, I, like I said, I was in a sorority and that was near and dear to me. I was very active in, um, the alpha phi sorority and the Greek system. Um, and I also studied abroad in London through Cal Poly and that was incredible, incredible, incredible. I like very cool. Anyone who has the opportunity to do that does that. It was just, and the program itself through Cal Poly was Awesome. It was just such a great system over there. Um, right on. So, yeah, I just think it's those those moments of being downtown at the farmer's market, Firestones. Oh, my God. I just remember on my, my 21st birthday, I said, I don't want to go out at midnight when I turn 21. I want to be 21 and go sit at Firestones and order a beer. Like, nice. that was like the biggest, you know, thing just to be able just to. Just a thrill, yeah. Just a thrill, yeah. Um Gosh. Yeah. So I don't know. Bishop's peak. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I hiked Bishop's peak a couple of years ago. Maybe it was even last year with my husband. Uh Oh my gosh. I was like complaining the whole way up there. I'm like, (laughs) how did I ever used to do this? I don't know. (laughs) This is hard. Yeah. I'm like, we're going to the top. I'm taking you to the top. It's so beautiful up there. So yeah. um, Yeah. It's uh, totally as well. Well, so, so let's talk about beyond Cal Poly. So you, um, you know, you have a, you've had a, a, a really awesome career and we're going to, we're going to get, uh, get to your current position with Gatorade. And I, I know our, our students and, um, and prospective students will, will love, love hearing about that. But I, but I like to kind of paint the path for them so that, because, you know, sometimes students have a hard time thinking like how to jump to senior events manager, right? At Gatorade and, right. and, uh, have a tendency to want to start at the top, right? And right. not realize that there is a, that there is a path. So, so what was your, um, what was your internship coming out of Cal Poly or, or, or finishing Cal Poly? Yeah. So I, I did an internship again. I don't remember if it was like a formal internship through, um, it had, I know it was through the program. I did, right. um, I worked for the Alzheimer's association and we did their annual, oh. um, gala. Right. And I believe that had to have been the end of my senior year. Um, and then I never did like a formal intern, like a lot of kids now do these formal internships. I didn't do that for whatever mm. reason. Right. Um, I finished in four years and I just, I went back to Fresno and I started working. So, um, oh. I kind of regret that. I wish I probably would have looked into more internship opportunities knowing now as a professional, how many are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't remember where my, 
my headspace was. <laughs> I, I got you. So your first couple positions um, seem like a, um, a a real mix of marketing and events, right? Yeah. And so, um, so can you can you talk about? Um, can you talk about one, how you got those positions? So you, you got, you had both a position with, with, um, cone communications and, and then actually with Fresno state. Um, but can you talk about that interplay with marketing and events and how important it is to be able to build your skills in, in both areas? Yeah. So, yeah. So cone communications, I consider my first real job. Right. Um, it was a boutique agent. It still is a boutique agency in Fresno. Um, Debbie Cohen is the owner and principal of the company. Uh-huh. She will forever be my mentor. There are still things in my head that she taught me that I think about on a, like a daily basis. Um, oh, awesome. yeah. and she, because it was small, you got exposure to everything, you know, anything from, Oh, you know, you met with the client, you got to help with um, the proposals, you got to help with execution, you got to help with invoicing. I mean, you did everything under the sun and it was all across PR, marketing, events. Um, It's just such a good experience for someone young and out of college to just like Uh touch so many different parts of a business. Um, Whereas I think some of these bigger agencies, you go in and you have like one narrowed focused job and- Uh It's good if you want to be a specialist, but right. you're not exposed to so you know. There's just there's you don't so get that big areas. picture. Yeah, you yeah, don't get big that picture. big picture. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I worked my way up there. Um, I, of course, I started just like as an assistant, supporting the account executives mm-hmm. um, with some of our different clients. We had um, a local bank. We had the big Fresno Fair. Um, we had a home builder. Um, amongst some other folks too, she did some political campaigns. I mean, there was all different clients under the sun and, Mm -hmm. um, supporting all of them and learning the different elements of PR marketing, very traditional marketing, a lot of like advertising advertisements, Mm -hmm. like print advertisements, TV, radio, um, and then also events. And, you know, knowing that events was my major and from my major realizing that was like my passion point, right? whenever those event opportunities came up, it's like raising your hand and saying, I want to work on that event. I want to do that grand opening. I want to do that cooking event. Um, You know, it's like you have to seek those opportunities and make it known to your manager that you, whether that's an account you're working on or not, right? that's, you know, something you enjoy doing and you want to do more of it. So um, really seeked out those opportunities and um, such a fun, wonderful company to work for. Um, and I think Debbie actually does a lot of interns too. So if anybody's ever interested, let me know and I'll okay. introduce them. Okay. Um, awesome. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I, I love hearing you, you, you talk about that, that interplay because, uh, I don't know whether you know or not, but with our, with our, with our shift to experience industry management, we've really doubled down on, um, experiential marketing and, um, you know, one of our first partners for our experience innovations lab is George P. Johnson. Um, oh. I, I know, yeah, I know you're familiar yeah. <laughs> with Chris Meyer and, um, and, 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 uh, and, and know all about them. But, um, so yeah, we've really doubled down in that space and, and really promoted experience design for students moving into experience marketing. And, and so, um, and obviously that's, that's, that's huge. Um, uh, now obviously we're being in, impacted by that with, with the pandemic, but, um, but, um, I, I wonder if you can, um, 
if you can reflect on your position there at Fresno State and how that led to your position at, at Gatorade and, um, you know, ultimately leading up to, to what you're experiencing on a daily basis in, in terms of, of that type of uh that yeah. type of work. Yeah. So I'll give you kind of the cliff notes or I'll go as quick as okay. I can and, you know, interrupt me whenever, but um, okay. yeah. Okay. So following Cohen communications, I switched over to Fresno state, um, which I absolutely loved as I'm sure you can relate. There was, there's no other experience on the planet other than like working for a university. I just right. love that. In fact, my sister still works at Fresno state. Oh yeah. Um, she, she loves it as well. Um, so I worked for the housing department there and I did, I kind of had a split role. I did marketing and then I also oversaw their summer conference programs. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if Cal Poly has summer conference programs, but Fresno state, it's basically, you know, during the summer months when the campus is practically empty, they open up um, their dorms and athletic facilities, everything on campus for clubs and groups to come in and utilize. So mm-hmm. I managed that and it all sat under the housing department. Um, Right. So, and then I also did like the traditional marketing and outreach to um, students coming to live on campus. Um, love that job. I think I was there a couple of years and then my husband and I got married and we decided, my husband decided he wanted to go back to school. Uh-huh. And from that decision, we decided, well, why go back to school in Fresno when we can go back to school anywhere in the nation? So we yeah. kind of chose Chicago, yeah. kind of random. Um, he was attracted to the DePaul program and uh-huh. what we thought was going to be a short-term move ended up long-term. So ended up long-term. We'll get to that. Um, yeah. But so I worked at Fresno State, literally worked there until the day I got on a plane and flew out to Chicago. Right. Um, I didn't have a job. Neither of us had a job when we moved out here. It's kind of I like, was going to say, that was kind of scary, huh? Yeah. I know. Like laugh, modern day hippies, you know, we just thought we would <laughs> hop on a plane and you know, yeah. have some fun for a while, blow through our savings account. <laughs> I love it. Um, didn't have kids yet or anything like that. Right. And we, yeah, so I, I messed around for a while, enjoyed the city for a few months and my husband went back to school and then decided it was time to, you know, find a job. And <laughs> yeah, right, right. He's, he's going off to study and you're like, yeah. Oh, I better find okay. something to do. <laughs> yeah. Time to, yeah. We didn't need to pay the bills. We ran out of all yeah. of our fun money. Right. Um, so, you know, luckily with the big city, there's obviously tons of opportunities and there was, you know, big recruiting firms and whatnot. So actually through a recruitment company, did I get a job with PepsiCo? So they made the introduction for me. And when I first worked for, came in for Pepsi, I worked for the Quaker Oats brand. So Pepsi owns a ton of brands. They own all of Frito-Lay. They own every, you know, soft drink under, I'm not going to list them all, you know, under the Pepsi (laughs) bucket. They also own um, Quaker Oats and they own um, Gatorade. And now there's, Again, there's a lot of other brands too under the Gatorade and sports and fitness category. But anyway, so Mm -hmm. Quaker was my first company, um, came in there and I kind of had a parallel job working for, um, the strategy team slash chief of staff, and then also the PR communications team. Eventually what my role turned into, it was kind of a transition time for the company, Mm -hmm. um, was, I worked for the, I did internal communications and events for Quaker. So again, it was kind of a split job, of course, employee engagement, internal comms, town halls, those sorts of things. And then um, any sort of events that, you know, sales meetings, um, leadership conferences that the president wanted to have or host. Um, Kind of similar though, too, with any job is raising your hand early on. 
Events mm-hmm. is my expertise. Events is what I want to do. You let me know what I can do and how I can work on those. And I would often get lucked to work on Pepsi wide programs. So the, I remember we did like a global marketing summit in Chicago and that had nothing to do with my job description, but I was the only person in the plaza that wanted to do these events. And so I got to work on them. Um, And then from that, I think, so I probably was on Quaker, I think for about four years. And through this, um, there was one gal on um, the Gatorade brand. Her name was Heather Stotts and Heather managed all the events for Gatorade. Mm -hmm. And so then of course, through different programs I was doing in the, for Pepsi in Chicago, I would come in contact with Heather. I would keep in touch with Heather. Um, I would network with Heather. Yeah. I remember one day meeting with HR and um, just as like a check-in and he said, Alexis, what do you want to do? What's, you know, whose job do you want in the building? I said, <laughs> I want Heather Stotts's job. Wow. He said, well, you're never going to get Heather's job because there's only one Heather. So whose job do you want? And I said, I want Heather Stotts's job. He's like, oh, he just rolls his eyes. Uh-huh. Um, but sure enough, when Heather Stotts got an open headcount on the event team for Gatorade, she called me to come work for her. So um, that's how I've been transitioned from Quaker to Gatorade. So I've been on Gatorade right. for five years now. Heather has since retired. So um, I backfilled her, got the promotion to the senior manager role. Yeah. Um, so you Gatorade. ended up with Heather Stotts's job. I, got Heather's job. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, I, I love a couple of things that that you said. You know, um, I've had students um in sport management before that come to me like, well, I, I don't know how to get experience. I mean, I'm just working for Dick Sporting Goods, and I'm like, well, what are you interested in in sport? Well, I'm interested in event management, marketing, that sort of thing. Well, like, well, have you gone to your manager? I mean, Dick Sporting Goods has events, right? Does yeah. Dick Sporting Goods do marketing? Yeah. Well, have you gone to your manager and said, hey, I'm a sport management student. I'm interested uh-huh. in marketing. I'm interested in events. You got to let them know. You can't yep. just be the one pressing the buttons right. and, and clocking the clock. You know, right. you've got to show that initiative. Yep. So I love I love that advice. And then obviously the, the networking and um, that's one of the things I remember from my time in uh, in Chicago is walking around with um with my friends Molly and Ryan Carter and it seemed like they knew everyone. Like how in a big city like Chicago do you feel like you know everyone, right? Well, yeah. well, that's that's all, that's what it's all about, right? That's yeah. networking and and being out and making yourself, getting right. yourself out there. So I, I love right. that. So so tell um can you can you tell our listeners. Um, what's a day to day for a senior events manager at Gatorade? I mean, I know there, there no one day is the same and I know we're in the middle of a global pandemic, but, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, what's a, what's a day like for, uh, for the, the for Heather Stotts's replacement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to love this. Yeah. Um, so yes, when it's not a global pandemic, a normal day, um, so we do, um, well, I'm a team of one, but I'll still say we, cause it's just kind of natural, but, um, my team of one, we, um, we do about 24 events in an, in a normal year throughout the year. And those range from, um, uh, dinner receptions to, um, glo- uh, national sales meetings to Super Bowl hospitality programs. Um, so there's, all a huge variety of events and meetings that, um, my team puts on. And, um, in a, 
normal year, I would say I do travel a lot, probably at least a couple times a month, but not always for a long period of time, just um, a couple, maybe one night, maybe a week. Um, so a lot of my job is it's all planning, right? You're either planning or you're executing. So I'm either right. on site executing an event or a program, or I'm off site doing a site visit for an upcoming program, you know, right. seeking out hotels and venues, um, or I'm in the office those very few times that I'm in the office, just like working as hard as I can to get caught up on work because I've been traveling. So, right. um, yes, it's that constant cycle of plan, execute, wrap up, plan, execute, wrap up. Um, and, but yeah, but you know, each event is so different. Some, you know, you pull together in a month and some you start planning a year in advance. I mean, I'm already working on soup next year's Super Bowl 2022 in LA. So, um, you just kind of are always juggling the different planning, um, pieces of events. Of course, of course. So, you know, one of the things that, that, um, that, that obviously is concerning with, with the pandemic is, is that impact on business travel and that impact on, um, on events. And, um, uh, I don't, I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but, uh, but what, what do you see? Um, what do you see as a, what are you seeing now as a pivot point? Um, and what do you see in the future as, um, that this pandemic will, is it going to impact business travel? Is it going to impact, um, events? You know, I think back, um, a lot of, (laughs) it's funny how we have selective memory, but, um, um, I I remember during, during the Obama administration, during the great recession, there was a period of time where he actually publicly came out and said, we are halting all events. Mm-hmm. We are the federal government is not going to pay for events. There was like some f- scandal or something where there was money that was being spent on an event and people were like, Oh God forbid spending an event in a recession. Right. right. And so, so that was, that obviously had a negative impact, yeah. but then it bounced back like tenfold, <laughs> you know, yeah, within, within right. just a few years. So do you see that? Or do you think that people are now going to think, Oh, well, this virtual event that we were able to hold is a better option. Like what, what are you, what are you thinking? Well, yeah, a couple of things I do. I think it's, it's so devastating to see our colleagues um, in the hospitality industry, losing their jobs and being Mm -hmm. furloughed. And it's just, it's so sad. And um, you also see, you know, because everything's gone virtual now, all of a sudden anyone's an event planner, you know, any agency (laughs) who used to be a, I don't know. I don't want to put someone down like a PR agency. Now they're an event agency because they can set up a zoom meeting and mm-hmm. host a program. Right. Um, so yeah, I think that's very scary and I hope we get past it, but that need of connectivity and in-person events and in-person experiences and hospitality is never going to go away and people are just right. seeking it, you know, even, um, I just think it's going to, once we get the clearance, things are just going to boom again. I don't, I, I don't know how long it's going to take. I hope it's sooner versus later, but you know, people are kind of holding their breaths. Like, can we book this yet? But it's Mm -hmm. never like, ah, we're not doing it. It's just like, let's postpone, let's postpone or let's Uh minimize it. Or, um, 
you know, let's still create an experience, but how can we do it virtually or send something to people's homes to create some hospitality um, touch points? And I know I just, I don't, it's not going to go away. It's human nature. People love being together and it's just going to make it a better celebration once we can all finally be back in person with gatherings. Right. Well, you know, for, for me, when I've been, uh, talking into the void, (laughs) which is, which is what I call, uh, teaching now, um, (laughs) with, uh, 60 students in the room, but they're all on mute. So I feel like I'm talking into the (laughs) void, you know, I've, uh, I've tried to give them that positivity that, and, and that's, that, that's actually what I feel too, is that, um, people are so pent up that they're going to want that interaction even more. Um, now, of course, I mean, none of us can predict when we're all going to feel comfortable with that interaction again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know for me, I, I can't, um, I can't wait to hug my friends again. You know, I mean, I, I can't, I mean, you know, I, we have a mutual friend and I just saw her and, um, and she had a recent, recent tragedy that, that impacted her so great. And I couldn't even, I couldn't even hug her, you know, and, yeah. and that's, um, that's so sad. And, um, and, um, but, uh, but I know that, like you said, our basic, our basic innate desire as humans is, is to touch and, and, and is to connect and, 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 um, and I don't think that's going away. I really don't either. And so, but it's good to hear an expert like you who's out there, (laughs) out there on the front lines with a major corporation and brand, um, saying that as opposed to, old gray beard in his, uh, in his his Uh, silo. (laughs) I mean, it's nice though, too, that I'm also in the industry of sports. right? Right. And I feel like sports has been such an outlet for people during all of this. And it's like one thing we've all been kind of holding on to and hoping for, and, you know, trying to make work and, um, a little bit overload, you know, it's kind of, there's a lot of sport going on and sometimes it's hard to keep up, but luckily, (laughs) that's an industry I'm in. So it's, you know, trying to stay alive and afloat amongst all of this, but yeah. Right. Right. So the last thing I'll, I'll ask you is, um, and, and I like to, uh, particularly, um, alumni who graduated after we made this shift, you know, we've, 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 we've shifted to experience industry management and, and that became our, our, our umbrella term to be able to cover everything that we were doing. You know, I mean, recreation parks and tourism left out 70% of our students <laughs> who were doing special events and sports, you know? And so, um, um, what, what we were seeing also was so many students going into corporate events and, and, um, and we just saw a need for, for some sort of rebranding and, um, and it's, it's just been, um, an amazing shift for us. Um, like I mentioned earlier with experience design and experiential marketing and, and being innovative, you know, uh, universities for many, many years have been criticized for not being fast enough, right? Not, mm-hmm. not you know, being behind the curve rather than ahead of the curve. And so mm-hmm. we feel like for our students, we've been able to stay on, on top of things and mm-hmm. ahead of the curve. And that's been exciting. Um, but, uh, you know, so, so I just want to ask you, you know, I've heard you mention experiences a couple of different times and, um, and it just, it just resonates with people like, um, and, and when I, when I talk with our students, uh, that's all 
they, they, I, I keep hearing them say, well, you know, this experience that we're engaged in right now is one experience, but we'll have others that will move us forward and, uh, and we'll have Coachella again and we'll have, uh, you know, and I'm just like, I'm blown away because it really is. That's what it seems like. We really have made that a shift to the experience economy and yeah. sure this is a blip. Um, but, um, but I think it's one that, that we will be able to bounce back from. Mm -hmm. Does that resonate with you in the corporate world and with a brand like Gatorade trying to, tr you know, trying to create a co-create experiences with clients and with employees and, and whatnot? Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, I have to admit that prior to this setting up this podcast, I had no idea that the, um, department switched and it's now experience industry management. And yeah, I yeah. love that. I awesome, love that. Awesome, I wish that cool. was on my resume instead of <laughs> parks, parks, recreation, tourism administration. Right, right, right. That's <laughs> funny. That's funny. Well, there's you, a, there's a, a bond when you meet another rec major. You're like, yeah, of oh, course. Yeah. yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is, it's everything is, you know, hospitality is an experience. Like just, what you're, we're not just create, we're not meeting planners in any regard, you know, everything that we do or everything we should be doing in our field is taking it to the next level. Like yeah. you're not doing your company justice. If you're just a meeting planner, you know, yeah. you're not just booking a conference room and booking food and beverage. That's silly. You know, we should, you, any meeting you go in national sales meeting, you sit down with the head of sales and you say, what is your objective? What is your message? And you help create that entire experience around what their message is going to be. Don't just right. be a task taker. You, we have the opportunity to build all of that. You know, right. it's um, even like with team building, I feel like that's kind of been a big thing for us the last couple of years is there's all the, you know, and I don't want to minimize, I don't want to call them like cheesy generic team buildings that we've all done, you know, but, no, but how can we take that to the next level? And right. so, you know, when the last couple of years, our team has really made an effort that all team buildings should be, um, we should wrap it around some sort of charity or some sort of give back. There needs mm. to be a give back element and mm -hmm. it's a better experience too. You know, you're not exactly. just building a boat and trying to sail it across a lake. You're, you know, stuffing bags for the food bank in partnership with the Arizona Cardinals or, you know, so it's right. like, and then from that, it's just, it's an experience, right? Yeah, you just, sure. and that's what we, you know, it creates um, a feeling and that's what people remember from these meetings. So yeah, right. it's like, it's our, it's our job to elevate what we're doing um, and to be that expert and to have those ideas on how to elevate things. Right. Um, but yeah, so I just absolutely love that. That's good. You know, good. Cool. And, and, and the other thing too, you know, with our industry is um, there's a lot of overlap too with marketing. So a lot mm -hmm. of like the marketing folks are doing these in-person activations now. Like, mm -hmm. like I said before, I feel like when I did marketing, you know, however many years ago, it was print advertisements in the newspaper and magazines and television mm -hmm. and TV. Like 
that's not marketing anymore. It's (laughs) experiences. It's you go create an activation. You build a Gatorade gym at Super Bowl with JJ Watts trainer, and you get to come through and train with him. You know, that's experience. (laughs) And that's what people remember. So, yeah. So there's a lot of overlap right now between our, but I think that's great. You know, there's, it's just, there's more opportunity there. It doesn't limit us as event planners to just be meeting planners and like task doers. Exactly. And it just expands the opportunities. You know, I, uh, a a couple of years ago, um, after I, I had, um, in one of my sport management classes, I had the, um, the student president of the American marketing association in um, one of my sport management classes. And I exposed her to experiential marketing. And I said, you know, basically in sports, we've been doing experiential marketing for years. I mean, cause obviously there's an event there. Right. And so, yeah. uh, you know, and so it's, it's like, uh, you know, we just weren't calling it experiential marketing and, yeah. and, um, and she was just, she was blown away, um, by the fact that she wasn't being taught experiential marketing in the, in the Orphala college of business. And so she had me come in and speak. And I kind of, um, about a year later, I had a couple of, uh, marketing professors at Cal Poly pretty mad at me because they were like, you they, I think they went back to they went back to them and started saying like why how come you aren't teaching me this and I'll yeah. like, uh oh this is the marketing I want to be doing yeah, yeah. right right but right. um but yeah so that that's great well um Alexis I just want to thank you so much for your time and really appreciate you giving back to the program through um through this I know you're super busy and um and whatnot and we're we're um we'll be super excited looking forward to the Super Bowl in um, 2022 in uh, <laughs> LA and see what Gatorade has to offer and uh, yeah. uh, and whatnot. So, uh, so thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you. There is no place else I'd rather be. Cal Poly and my, my rec major is near and dear to my heart. Right I love on. It so much. I'm so thankful. And I'm, you know, Dr. Hendricks, anybody who wants, you know, go just knock on his door every day and he'll let you in. <laughs> there you go. That's right. That's right. Down. <laughs> That's right. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much. Take care. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. See ya.